coming to you live from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's the BWI Daily Edition. No, I'm not in Tampa, Florida for uh, the Outback Bowl this week, which would make sense, but uh, it's the holidays, so I'm visiting the in-laws and my father-in-law, much classier than I am. He has a bookshelf. So we're using his office today as a mobile studio, so thanks to them for letting me set up here. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. This is the BWI Daily Edition. We're going to take care of some news and notes to start, and then we'll get into a breakdown of the Arkansas offense and what challenges they present to the Penn State defense. You know they're a a run-heavy team, but I'll give you the details of how they do it and who it is that's making all of that happen. But just off the bat, We all know this is a very well-produced, smoothly run with absolutely no seams sort of show, right? Right? Well, uh, on location today, like I said. So uh, just bear with me if you're watching on YouTube. Appreciate everyone watching the show to begin with. If you like this video, make sure you subscribe and you hit the like button. You know, it's the holiday season still going into New Year's. New Year's resolutions, all that stuff. I don't know how that applies to hitting the like button, but, you know, bring up the holiday season like every other commercial. Okay, and the other thing is that if you want to subscribe to BWI, bluewhiteillustrated.com, going into the bowl game, it's still just one single dollar. And if you don't know the value that that is, I, I don't know what to tell you at this point. You can get all your Penn State information this offseason, heading into next year, heading into the bowl game next year for just $1. Link is in the, subscrip- is, is, is in the description below, and you can subscribe uh, there so you don't miss anything from Penn State football because it's a big week. Starting with some of the news coming out today, Jaquan Brisker is opting out of the bowl game. That is official. Nobody really surprised by that, dealing with a nagging shoulder injury all season long, which seemed to get better as the season went on, but do any of those things truly get better? So he's opting out of the bowl game. He is uh, another, the third defender so far to do so. And we'll keep you up to date as of recording, Arnold Ebikiti, defensive end, has not opted out, neither has Jahan Dotson. But if they do, bluewhiteillustrated.com, that is your first place to go for any information about the Outback Bowl, who's playing in it, or if it's even being played. And, of course, that's the other thing looming over this week with with uh, Penn State and Arkansas in Florida and Tampa for the Outback Bowl is, is there going to be a game played with COVID? Uh, several bowls have been canceled. The Military Bowl, I believe it was, was just canceled the other day. So, again, if there's any information coming out about what's going on, bluewhiteillustrated.com is where you want to go, at Penn State on 3 on Twitter, so that you're in the know about what's happening with Penn State football. Okay, let's get into the offense, and let's talk about Arkansas and what they do. And normally on this show, we focus a lot on quarterbacks, right? It's it's the number one place you got to start with any football team in general. It is going to tell you what to expect from the opposition. But really, Arkansas is all about K.J. Jefferson. Everything they do is based on him. Now, that's not entirely true because it's based on the offense and the running system that they have in place. But he's what makes it work. So let's get into some of the information that you need to know. Stats, of course, uh, provided by PFF and PFF.com. They use play action. So they run the ball a lot. And, of course, if you're going to be a run-heavy team, why not take advantage of play action? 46% of their passes are play action passes that's 13th in the nation they use a lot of different tricks when it comes to their passing attack which we'll get to in a little bit but kj jefferson the runner 409 designed rushing yards that means quarterback power quarterback counter read option where he's keeping the ball that's 13th in the nation 
and uh, he's a supersized quarterback. There's there's more than one fair share comparison to a guy like Josh Allen or Ben Roethlisberger, where he averages over five yards after contact per carry. He's a physical downhill angry sort of runner, great vision, great instincts, knows when to keep the ball too. So a lot of times quarterbacks, the decision we don't ever talk about is the one on the read option of when they should keep the ball and when they should give it. He does a very good job of being uh, adjudicating that situation really well and keeping the ball for big, big gains. And what he does in that backside read option offense in that zone system they do a lot of uh, power and counter when it comes to the quarterback, but their primary system is zone. And with everyone washing one way, he comes back across uh, the grain really well, and he gets one-on-one situations with defensive ends and linebackers, and he makes you pay. So right there, that is the number one area where Penn State's going to have a problem is that on top of all the window dressing, the jet sweeps, the motions, motions into the boundary, motions into screen passes, and into uh, trips formations, they also have a tank of a quarterback coming off the backside. So without Jaquan Brisker filling down on the backside in run support, it's going to be on Jesse Lucetta. This is going to be a huge Jesse Lucetta game to make sure he's getting penetration, and when he does, he's getting the ball carrier down. And when he's in a read situation, he or Nick Tarburton, they need to make sure they don't miss because Jefferson is roughly the same size as Nick Tarburton. That's going to be a problem. And without linebackers that are veterans and where Ellis Brooks really shown was his intelligence and his ability to get to the point of attack correctly. You can't miss your gaps against Arkansas because they're a good running team. They have a good offensive line, and that's probably a pretty good area to then talk about the next player I want to talk about, which is Ricky Stromberg, the center. He is the he's the player to know along the offensive line for Arkansas. The way he fires off the ball into defensive tackles is a problem for Penn State. He is a physical, aggressive blocker uh, with no abandon, reckless abandon. He has no regard for his own body when he blocks, seemingly. So having that guy on the interior and some young defensive tackles who have struggled at times with these zone systems getting reach and reach blocked and getting kicked out of their particular gap. Ellis Brooks was making up for a lot of that, and so was Jaquan Brisker. Without those guys on the field, you can't miss now. You've now been doing this for a while if you're Devon Elise or if you're Keziah Izzard, so it's time that you need to play up to that level. You need to make sure that you're playing uh, up to the level and standard that Penn State has had along the defensive line with defensive tackles previously. It's the end of the season now. This has been the major adjustment for the second half. This is a great test to see if they've learned and they've been able to grow at that position because Stromberg is going to be a real test. And that part, I think, for Penn State, again, without those linebackers that were cleaning things up and, and stopping a lot of situations that could have gone haywire for Penn State, that's we're going to find out about those young players if they've been paying attention, if they know how to read their keys and they know how to not jump out of their gap. That's going to be the biggest thing is just stay in your gap. Make sure that you are stringing out these zone plays because the longer it takes for a zone play to go, the less success it has. Make them string it out to the sideline, and then you can let Jesse Lucetta or whoever's in pursuit from behind clean up the play. But a lot of that starts on the front side. And with really talented blockers that work well together, 
that's going to be an issue for Penn State football. There's no way around it. This is fans have known this for a while since Brooks and uh, and Brandon Smith uh, announced that they were opting out of the bowl game. So the next thing is that even in those situations with play action, about 1,100 yards passing, nine touchdowns on play action. The thing about um, KJ Jefferson is that it's a lot of guys in those systems. The system produces their results. Outside of the system, K.J. Jefferson has thrown for more yards, more touchdowns, and fewer interceptions. 12 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, 1,400 yards passing with no play action. He's actually better. He has a passer rating of 118 when he's not using play action. So Jefferson can read a defense. He can deliver the football. He's got a strong arm, and he is a big, stout player in the pocket that can deliver under pressure and with guys hanging off of him. So it's a real test for the Penn State defense. There's no easy out here. K.J. Jefferson is the real deal. So the question is going to be, what else is on the Penn State, or what else is on the Arkansas offense outside of him? And that's where I think if you look at, uh, you see here those numbers I was just telling you about uh, when it comes to touchdowns, interceptions, the, the, uh, the running backs, I think they get a lot of credit for what they do. Um, but Traylon Smith, Raheem Sanders, Dominique Jefferson, they're all good. They all average four and a half to five yards a carry, over three yards after contact. They're everything you're looking for from running backs, but they're very much a product of the system of it's KJ Jefferson's show. He's the lead runner. These guys are taking advantage of this of the space created by his threat. So that's going to be another thing is these guys in space, you can't miss you have to make sure that when you get them, you tackle and wrap up. Because even a guy, I think, like um, Dominique Johnson, who's a good football player, if you get your hands on him, you can get him to the ground. So containing that and containing the base rushing attack is going to be a, uh, a, a an emphasis for Penn State football under um, Anthony Poindexter, who is going to be the defensive coordinator in this game. And he's working with a short deck. So once again, not only do these young linebackers have to know where they have to be, they also can't make mistakes physically either. That's good. That's it's going to be a problem. But if there's one area that might be a saving grace for Penn State, it's the Traylon Burks. The uh, superstar receiver has opted out for Arkansas. And if you think Jahan Dotson had the lion's share of Penn State's offense, just look at these numbers. Uh, the receiving numbers are out of hand in how skewed they are. Traylon Burks, 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns, 65 targets. The next two players combined have 21 and 18, so they are maybe getting to half of his production in yards and in um, and in targets. So w- who's getting all of those targets? And it's not, it's not just the deep stuff. So it's not just the play action going down the field as a big, fast, physical, potential first-round pick in Burks. It's also everything else and Arkansas despite the fact that they do take some deep shots and KJ Jefferson does push the ball down the field at times they are still a pathologically conservative offense all of those tricks all of that play action all of those jet sweeps that's all a part of their running attack essentially where they're motioning guys into a trips formation and then throwing a screen or they're motioning away and getting one-on-one for Burks, and then they're throwing to him and letting him go beat a guy and get a big play in basically one-on-one ISO basketball. Without him, how does their play calling change, and is there anybody that's going to step up and be the next guy, or can they? 
So that's the saving grace is that KJ Jefferson needs somebody to throw to. And for the most part, when they've thrown the ball, it's been to Traylon Burks. How does that work out and and Penn State's favor? Well, they can stack the box. I think that this is going to be a game you're going to see eight or nine guys in uh, the box to start the game. And then for Penn State, who doesn't want to give up big plays, that I, I would gamble a little bit. I understand that it's not like they're devoid of talent, but it is at a certain point, you got to know what your weaknesses are. And right now, that uh, young linebacker core and whoever fills in at safety, that's that's going to be something they need to take uh, care of and make sure even if they aren't totally buttoned up in the run game, they throw enough bodies at it to stop it. Because if you can do that, that's the flaw in this system. As with all rushing teams, even one that has a, a unique system and some unique talent in it, if you can stop them on first down and get them into third and long, this is not the sort of offense that is going to produce wow sort of plays on third and 10 through the air, especially not without their star receiver. And the the offensive line in general, I think is it's good. It's a good offensive line. They don't give up a ton of pressure. Only 10 so, sacks so far on the season, which, again, has a lot to do with Jefferson, but only 60 pressures on 354 dropbacks. They're an efficient enough offensive line when it comes to pass protection. Their tackles, when you get them in third and long, you can get around them. They are big. They're physical. They're not particularly agile when it comes to their lateral ability. So get them in those situations. And then if Arnold Ebikidi's playing, great. If not, Throw some blitzes at KJ Jefferson and see what happens because you have to find a way to get pressure on him and then hope you can bring him down. That's going to be the other part of this game is how do you make sure that you don't allow him to escape and then create yards scrambling in those third and long situations because that's, again, a, another big part of their offense is he makes up for uh, blown pass protections and blown assignments or just straight up getting beat on the outside by stepping up at the pocket, scrambling, getting yards if you uh, are blitzing and then playing man coverage. So that's not a great situation either. I think it becomes a game where you have to pen him in the pocket and make him beat you as a passer where he's good, but he doesn't have a lot of help and he doesn't have a lot of practice throwing the ball down the field because everything's built off the run and play action concepts and they're asking him to do less of those things. Now, when he does, he's good. He's not great. He's good. And he got better as the season went on, I thought. But just get him in those situations, stop the run, and then see what you can do. So that's going to be the plan of attack. And how they line up the linebackers is going to be very interesting, something that I think will tell you how they feel about some of their depth or what they want to do with red shirts. Because if Jonathan Sutherland is playing Sam linebacker, I'm not as worried about that as I would be if I were Penn State. What are you doing on the other side? Because Curtis Jacobs, that means, has moved into the box and is playing one of the box linebacker positions. Is that transition going to be too much for him right now? Have they gotten enough reps where he knows and feels comfortable to not make mental mistakes in that situation? Or are they putting Kobe King or Charlie Catcher or uh, Tyler Elsden at those positions and playing their young depth at the focal point of the Arkansas offense? So all those decisions we're going to find out at uh, kick time. And it's going to be really interesting to see. But, of course, we'll have Greg Pickle in Tampa, Florida coming up this week. I'll be talking to him from the wrong part of the country uh, as we uh, give you wall-to-wall coverage of Penn State in the Outback Bowl. He's going to be down there. He's going to see practice as long as it's open. And we're going to get you the inside information you need to know how Penn State's going to fare in the Outback Bowl. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Coming up later this week, we're going to take a look at the offense and what they can do against the Arkansas defense, which 
I'm just going to tell you right now, is not nearly as much of a problem. They are not nearly as much of a problem, and they lost their best pass rusher and possibly their only pass rusher to the draft. So that's a quick preview of that, but we'll get you more of that information once we get to the BWI Daily Edition where we focus on the Penn State offense versus the Arkansas defense. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, to YouTube. We'll talk to you tomorrow.